All right, welcome back to the To Be Better podcast. We are the Chris's. Uh, we do question and answers, emails, and sometimes we simply talk shit. But first, a disclaimer. We are not professionals. No. <laughs> Everything we that we speak on is opinions derived from experiences and outside knowledge we've gotten from other resources. Mm-hmm. If you get any value or something we said resonates with you, share this. Yes, that's how we grow. <laughs> and if you're not subscribed, why not? Yeah, that's a good question. If you're not subscribed, you're going to miss out on this whole experience. That's the Chris's. That is the Chris's. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave a comment. Your comments are actually super dope to read. Knowing how that we've impacted you or your relationship, it just helps us continue to do what we're doing, and it shows that what we say works sometimes. And to submit a question or just to email us and say how we've helped or maybe constructive criticism, email us at tobebetterco at gmail.com. The number two. The number two. Emails will be read anonymously on this podcast, unless specified otherwise by the sender. So if you don't want us to put your story out there, tell us that. Correct. If you're going to send emails, please be as detailed as possible. If you give us a one-sided email about how your partner is the problem, that is all we will address. You will get a one-sided reply. Yes. Nobody is perfect. Take accountability. Everybody can grow. Preach. And we are giving unbiased, honest opinions. We are not yes-men. So if you submit something to us, be prepared for an answer that you might not like getting. But we are going to give you a very honest outside perspective. Is that the full disclaimer? Yeah. Now to the episode. You actually asked. Oh, wait. I, I guess my <laughs> microphone would help, right? Um, so you actually wanted this today. I did want this Nor- today. Normally it's like, babe, we have to record. We have content. Right. We have to get up. Before we jump into that, um, somebody in our TikTok comments uh, if you don't follow us, I'm Odin's Inc. She's inked underscore goddess 13. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody suggested that we start doing YouTube content that's the same as the podcast content. And everything else that we do should go on Patreon. And we should charge a monthly subscription service on Patreon to let people see the extra content. Hmm. I think that's something we should look into. I we, wonder if people would be actually willing to do that. I mean, I'm sure if we did like a $10 <clears throat> a month thing, it's not you know mm-hmm. super expensive. But with the amount of content that we put out, like I think it could be worthwhile. And I think that we could put an option on there for like, I don't know. I, I feel like there could be levels of tiers that would give people extra shit. Like if we ever had shirts made, mm-hmm. you know, we could do like free t-shirts if you have a higher tier. Because in the event that somebody was paying extra money, we could use that money to have t-shirts made for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And we could do cool shirts mm-hmm. like the Protect Her shirt that I have that people seem to like so much. Right. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you got? What do you got? You want to you talk to me today or you want to talk to just, I'm feeling special right now. Um, well, actually, so we went to dinner last night <laughs> Yep. and I said something at dinner and I was like, oh, that was really cocky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But there's a thought process behind that cockiness, right? So scene, we're at dinner, having a good time and you and the gentleman across from you guys were talking about handshakes. Right. So when you're shaking a man's hand and he puts his hand on top of yours, that's a sign of dominance. Right. It's a power struggle. You looked at me and you said, is there an equivalent for females? And I was like, damn, I've never thought about that. (laughs) Because when I walk into a room, there's no competition to me. Yeah. Right. And thinking back, I'm like, ooh, that could be really misconstrued thinking like I'm hot shit. It's exactly how it came across. (laughs) I was like, damn, babe, I like that. (laughs) Um, I do. I do think I'm hot shit. When I walk into a room, is there rarely a time where I think that somebody could be better than me? Right. Because when I walk into a room, there is no competition. I don't look at another woman and go, ooh, like I feel insecure now because she's in here. And I'm aware other women feel that way about me. So that ergo the cockiness. Mm. But when I walk into a room and I see other females 
the only person I'm in competition is with myself and the better version of me, right? If somebody's in the room and they're more intelligent than me, you're not competition. You're a learning opportunity. Right. Ooh, that's good. Right. If I'm in a room and somebody makes more money than me, you're not my competition. You're an opportunity for me to be able to grow to get to where you're at. Right. That's how that should be looked at too, by the way. Right. They say that if, if you hang around with six millionaires, you'll be the seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very much a thing. Yeah. So. I just want to get on here and say that like a lot of people comment on my confidence. Like, how did you get so confident? I, I don't really have an answer to that, you know? It's just that you don't look at people as a threat in that I aspect, don't. like into your, to your femininity. Right. Why is, I don't know why it's so hard for me to say that. I'm also fully aware though, like I'm, I'm fully in my feminine. Yeah. Now you are. I, yes, now I am. Prior, I wasn't, but I am now. And I'm fully aware that I'm probably top like a 2% of f- the female population who is as feminine and submissive, submissive as I am. Mm-hmm. And people think that that's a weakness, but I see that as a power. Right. Can you explain why? Because that's, that's a pretty bold statement. It is a pretty bold statement. So people love what we have. Yeah. The only reason that we have the dynamic that we have is because I'm submissive to you. And I allow you to lead the household and I don't question you. Right. I am a very strong, independent woman. Before we got together, I was doing everything on my own. Right. So I know what I'm capable of. Being able to let go of the reins and allowing somebody else to take over the more stressful things. That way I can run other shit within the household. I feel like that's a superpower because nobody wants to give up the reins that way. Right. Nobody can, wants to allow somebody else to be in the control of other aspects. Can, can I elaborate on that a little bit? Hmm. Is it okay to interrupt you right mm-hmm. now? Okay. So it, it, people has, have asked for business talks with us. They mm-hmm. want us to have business discussions and to talk about the money and the things like that. And this is an opportunity for me to segue into business, which is relevant to the conversation we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do is no different than a CEO delegating responsibility to people. Right. Um, I don't want to say under him, but if effectively that's the way it is because mm-hmm. he's delegating down. So as somebody who owns a business, when I have things that I need done, I delegate the things that I need done to the people that I know that are most competent at doing those jobs, whether it's my manager or somebody that works for me, whatever the case may be. So in the event that we are working together as a team, you are delegating responsibilities to me, knowing right. that I am the more capable one of getting them done mm-hmm. and I'm doing the same for you. And in doing so, we are removing... 50% of the stress from each each person's plate because I don't have to worry about any of this. So like the small things that, well, they're small to you because you, you know your biggest thing now is you have to figure out what you want for dinner, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> those things are small in comparison, but to me they're huge because I'm not worrying about, I don't have to worry about grocery lists. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know like, are we running low on toilet paper? You handle all that. Mm-hmm. So all of those small decision-making uh, moments are removed from my life, which frees up my brain to focus on other aspects that need my attention. Right. Um, some of you may notice that Steve Jobs always wore the black turtleneck and blue jeans. Mm-hmm. That was his entire wardrobe. I'm sure he owned a suit or two for, for gala events or whatever, but he wore the same thing every single day because when he woke up, he grabbed his shirt, he grabbed his jeans, he put his shoes on, he went to work. Right, he didn't have to think about there it. There was no decisions being made. And it, they call it decision fatigue when you have to overprocess things and worry about your day and it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, this then plays into the conversation that I wanted to have the other night about the book, the Surrendered Wife book. There was a part of that book where the woman says, um, the author, I, I probably shouldn't refer to her as the woman, but she's the author of the book. Um, she said that when you are exhausted, 
and you have no energy left to give, you are less likely to be able to uh, engage in intimacy with your partner on any level because you are exhausted. Mm -hmm. So you have to find ways to delegate things or free up your day. And sometimes that's as simple as finding three or four things that make you happy and including those into your day so you get little reprieves. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's finding things that make you feel accomplished that would not be part of your daily tasks. So it feels like you did something. In my case, it would be journaling or writing or um, uh, reading. So mm -hmm. if I can get a chapter in a day, I'm, I feel good about that. Um, but those are all things that are, are important and the dynamic that you were just explaining. And I feel like it was a good segue to just kind of touch on those. So yeah. Another, <laughs> another thing I wanted to comment on with the whole there's no competition to me. If I sat in a room with just 10 randomly picked females out of the world, I can guarantee uh, with like I would say 90% accuracy. If we were all having a discussion about something that happened in our past, I would take full accountability for my parts in that past. Mm -hmm. that, that, that takes a lot of confidence takes, yeah. to be willing to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm wrong. I just totally lost my train of thought. I mean, you ended it with a damn good point, though. Your train yeah. derailed with a, a fucking bang. <laughs> that you people don't do that, right? It, you know, we can talk TikTok a little bit while you try to figure out your thought uh, process again. Mm -hmm. But it's no different than the videos that I've been getting today, where or the comments where people are like, "Well, men do it too." It doesn't matter who does what. Take accountability for what's being had, right. own it, and then stop fucking doing it. Because mm -hmm. an eye for an eye world, everyone is blind. So where you're taking accountability and not reciprocating things or not throwing blame on other people, mm -hmm. you're growing. Right. So while you're growing and flourishing and being this fucking amazing woman, everyone else is nagging, complaining, being negative. Woe is me. I'm a victim. Mm -hmm. The world fucking owes me something. And you don't do that. Right. And that, that's big. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm back on the rails. <laughs> hell yeah. I fixed the train. So and that whole thing that why I went into saying like I'm able to take self-accountability I am fully aware that I've been through like the nitty gritty of things. Mm -hmm. I've accepted that I was a piece of shit human being. <clears throat> I learned from my actions in the past to grow as a person. I have a level of emotional maturity. A lot of people don't. I have a certain level of understanding when it comes to psychology and why people do certain things. And because I went through all of that pain to grow and learn and understand how I function mentally as a human being, I can say, yeah, there's really no competition out there for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It, I mean, you're, you're owning your life and that, that's an important thing to do. Right. You know, when you look at your life that way and you realize that like you have nowhere to go but up, mm -hmm. like you've done, you, you've been there, like right. you've lived through all that. And, and I think that that's kind of a superpower for us because I've, I've started over in life a lot mm -hmm. and I, I've done it. Yeah. And I've gotten better every time because I've had new life lessons and there's been less losses had because I've already taken those losses in previous experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so in having that confidence and being able to look at yourself and know that, that like you are capable, yeah, that's a big deal. People lack that self-worth. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's more self-worth than self-confidence because you believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. How many people can say that? Right. How many people can wake up and put their foot on the floor in the morning and be like, all right, let's, let's, let's make this day my bitch. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the... um. You talked maybe last podcast, like episode four, or it was one of the recordings that haven't gone live yet because we were scheduled all the way to the 12th now. Yeah. Um, so I guess we have like three more days of content before we need to start really focusing on this. Mm -hmm. um, but you said that when you're in the gym, you're like, come on, you stupid bitch, you fucking got this. And, right. and you correct yourself afterwards. You're like, damn, that was kind of harsh, but yeah. I got it, you know. 
And I, I agree with that because when I'm in the gym, the things that I say to myself is nasty. Mm -hmm. Like it would scare people nasty. Like I put myself in, I'm ready to go to war with my demons in the gym. I was watching TikTok and fucking Jocko popped up. And I, I know that there are people in the military that call him a Hollywood seal and think that he's just a media personality now. Doesn't matter if he is or not. The shit that he says is factual. Mm -hmm. And he said, <clears throat> if you're in the gym and you are talking self, uh, how, how do you word that? Um, you, how do you word that when you say that? Oh, negative self-talk. Negative self-talk. He's like, if you are having negative self-talk in the gym, it's going to carry out into your day. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the gym and you're like, I'm going to fucking kill this weight, I got this. And you've got that mindset where you're going to murder everything in the gym, but it's in a, 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 from a standpoint of positivity. And growing. Yeah. When you leave the gym, you're not going to have that residual feeling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, I wanted to bring that up again when we talked about it, but because this conversation has went that route, I figured right. now is a good time to do that. Mm -hmm. And this morning when I was in there training back, there was none of that. Mm -hmm. Come on, you fat, lazy motherfucker. Let's go. It was none of that. It was I like, love that. it was all right, you fucking, I'm here. Let's go. You know what I mean? And like, it was a very different mindset for me this morning. And I went heavier on everything. Was it a better workout? Um, I, I mean, I couldn't take my shirt off. You had to take my shirt off when we were done. <laughs> So I definitely had a pump. Like I, I, I would have ripped my shirt trying to take my shirt off. Um, and that's not because I'm big. It was because I was sweaty and my, mm -hmm. my lats were so full that I couldn't move. Um, but I lifted heavier. I did more reps. I did one more exercise and everyone that trained with us because I was super setting everything this morning. Mm -hmm. um, but when I left the gym and I came in here and sat down, I didn't have to pull myself out of that darkness because I didn't put myself there. Right. So my head's in a much better place today. And it took that one, one recognition from somebody that I respect going, hey, this is the way you should do this versus the way you're doing it for me to go, okay, I'm going to implement this. I'm going to try right. it and see what happens. Worst is going to happen is I'm going to have a bad workout this one time. And it, it did. It changed my entire thought process today. Right. I love that. That makes <laughs> me happy. I love that for you. That's so dope. Yeah. Yeah. And then something else that I was thinking about. Real quick, when I was editing the other day, I realized how big my hands were. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I took a drink and I'm like, holy shit, you can barely see that soda can. Oh, yeah. It's, Wild. It's Lunch tiny. boxes. Sorry. <laughs> All I can envision is how small my throat looks in your hand. <laughs> Somebody told me that I should start all my TikToks off with you kissing me because I was glowing afterwards. Because really? you gave me that kiss before you walked away. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can do that. I bet. I would make time for that. Yeah. yeah. You just write in your schedule, put it in your planner. I, I could be in the middle of doing my makeup. I could walk out with like half done face and I would still do it for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so something else that I wanted to touch on was last night at dinner. It was, There was that nervous tension on breaking the ice and whatnot, right? right? I'm, I'm almost certain... Almost everybody was nervous to go to that dinner. Yeah, I, I think that there was definitely tension when they first walked in. Right. Yeah. And it's weird because I, I like Ian. Like right. he's a I actually genuinely like him as a person. Yeah. Which is rare for me because normally there's I'm sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> it's okay. Normally I find flaws in people and I can I can go, okay, I'm gonna keep this guy this this far away. Right. This guy can get a little bit closer and I haven't I haven't established that with him yet. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because he's witty and like he's an intelligent man. So I can right. have intelligent conversation and there hasn't been a time where he said something and I'm like, I can't believe this dumb motherfucker just said that to me. Yeah. He hasn't done that. And it's he's a year older than I am, which mm -hmm. is really rare because I, I don't I don't have a lot of friends that are my age. Everybody's a little bit younger than me because of the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm one of the older guys, you know what I mean? And right. I, I do have the Jeffs <clears throat> that are that are my age and we have a relationship I don't know. It's just different with Ian. I don't know why. Yeah. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I mean, I totally good. did mean to interrupt you because I did it. Right. But I'm trying to work on not doing that. Yeah. So 
something I've thought about this because people ask how you get how are you confident? Like, why are you so confident? How did you get this confident? I'm good at certain things, right? Like there's just some things I'm, I excel at. I'm hilarious. <laughs> you didn't tell your life dream of being a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I used to like sit down and I would write scripts and I would, I would read these scripts out to like my mom or my sister and my sister and her friends and all of them would be laughing. Like I had a legit dream of this. And this is totally off topic, but we were laying in bed the other night and we were doing that thing where we were like, we we're just talking and laughing in bed. And I said, this is going to be the stupidest thing I've ever said to you. Please don't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't imagine what you thought I was going to say. <laughs> and I even said, even if the answer is no, just tell me yes. Cause if you say no, it's going to destroy me. <laughs> and I was like, do you think I would make it as a comedian? <laughs> You know, and I even told you, like, God forbid something happens and we end or like we're in a massive argument and you throw in my face. I faked every laugh. <laughs> that would hurt me more than anything. Like, <laughs> I faked my laughter. Oh, don't even say it jokingly. <laughs> I'm really insecure about not being funny because I, I I've built my personality off of it. Yeah. Like I was a fat kid. I all I had was being funny. So. I know I'm funny. So when I say something and I know it's going to be funny, even if it's just funny to me, I say that shit with confidence. Yeah. Cause the more confidently you say something, the more well received it will be. Right. So last night at dinner, whenever everyone nervous, we were all just laughing Yeah. and almost everything out of my mouth made them laugh. Except for that point where we had like a pretty serious conversation about getting to know each other in relationships mm -hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. I don't know little baby steps to confidence. Yeah. Find something you're good at. I think laughter definitely helps break tension. Oh yeah. You were right when you said that last night. Yeah. Um, you know, people, people comment all, I guess it's kind of relevant because we were talking about going out to dinner with friends and, um, we don't have a lot of those. Mm -mm. Like we have people that we're close to, oh, I can't stand people, <laughs> but we don't have like that multitude of people that we consider like true friendship. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, We've both gone through the whole, you know, we only have like two or three people we can call if we need to vent and right. like, you know, those kind of things. <clears throat> and and the amount of people that are on TikTok that were like, I would love to be friends with you guys. And like, I would love to have a virtual friendship. And they say all these things. And like, it makes me feel good knowing that people genuinely want to be like close to us and shit. Mm -hmm. And then I realize how busy my life is and how hard it is for me to even respond to emails, let alone engage with people about how their day is going. And then I realized that I rarely even text my mom or Amy to see how their day is going or right. JJ. Mm -hmm. And I think about all three of them every day, mm -hmm. literally every day. I, I, I ask my, you know, I, when I pray, I pray for my mom and my stepdad or uh, for JJ. And um, I want to make sure that they're doing well. And I always throw something in for Amy, but it's a daily thing. So I literally think about them every single day, mm -hmm. but I, I don't think to pick up my phone and just be like, Hey, how's your day going? Because I know that if I start that conversation, I'm not able to engage with them the way that I want to engage right. with them unless I'm driving. And if I'm driving and I'm alone, I will call and talk to my mom for an hour on the phone because I'm I driving. Do. Yeah. But if somebody else is in the car, I won't do that because mm -hmm. it's rude to be on the phone when you've got somebody with you. So like, Right. I am a shitty friend when it comes to staying in contact and it doesn't mean that I don't think about them or love them. It just means that I have so much going on that like my time management in terms of what is a priority in my day, they are not at the top of that list and it actually makes me feel like shit. <laughs> um, I don't feel like shit. No? No. 
1860. You're not going to be talking to me every day. What do you mean it's 1860? It's 1860, the year 1860. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you were giving me military no, time. We were talking there about were friendships shit. where people would go months without speaking right. to each other. You know, there were relationships where the husband's gone for three months at a time, cowboying and shit. Yeah. Like, I get that. We have become so acclimated to living in a world where we have instant access to everybody that we get offended right. when they don't respond immediately. I don't owe anybody anything, bro. Like I'm babe. (laughs) I'm living my own life. Bro chacho. Bro (laughs) potato chip. (laughs) (laughs) You're close. Uh, That's funny. You know, I I don't feel bad. I I have a plethora of things going on in my day. Yeah. And on top of everything I have to do physically, the fucking war I'm raging in my own mental state. Oh my God. I think the issue that I have is that I genuinely want to make the time to talk to these people. I just don't do it. And it's a a self guilt thing because I do want to have conversations with Mm -hmm. people and engage. And, and like, I don't even engage with the people that are in my life, like constantly, unless I physically see them all the time. Like when we see Sean and hope in the gym every day, we have minor conversations while we're training, but that's the most up-to-date anyone is in my life besides you mm-hmm. because I see them five days a week. Um, I don't know. It's just weird. And you're right, though, that like you should be able to live that. Social media and the tech, the digital leash that we have in mm-hmm. the, you know, the cell phone um, has made it so that we are so connected with so many people all the time that our brains are not actually designed to deal with this. Right. And, and, and there's been studies done. We've talked about it a little bit. Um, but on an evolutionary scale, our brains are not meant to have more than like 50 relationships in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And now we have hundreds or thousands because of the people that are following that you're interacting with and you're engaging in emails and, and all the things that are happening every single day. Our brains are not meant to cope with that. Mm-hmm. And it's actually increasing depression and anxiety and all of the shit that comes along with that. So you write. Yeah, I, I just don't feel bad. Like <laughs> I reach out to people every once in a while, like. I always, I always start friendships with, we message multiple times a day, every day. Mm. And then it peters off because I find maintaining relationships exhausting if we have to speak every single day. Right. You know, it's hard for me. And that means I'm special. You are special. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I speak to you every day. I speak to my mom and sister every day. Even if it's just like a good morning, I love you guys, you know, good night, that kind of thing. There's still constant contact with them. I have friendships like I've said this before, but we did boyfriend's night this past week and it's been like five or six months since we've done that. Right. Those are the kind of friendships I need. <laughs> yeah. The ones that don't take a whole lot of effort that are still there when you need them. It's not even a whole lot of effort. It's we all understand that we have shit going on. Right. It's you called know? being an adult. People are working on your days off. You don't have to dedicate your day off to me. You have a family. Right. Like you have your own interests. If we can't meet up, it is what it is. We'll reschedule. Mm, it's just a lot. I yeah. I don't feel bad about see, it. See, I get that. But then at the same time, I see things like the, the three people that we know that are playing paintball right now. Mm-hmm. And I almost bought an entire paintball setup. The Literally, the only thing that stopped me from doing that is when I put it all in the cart, I was like, this means I have to run. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, you I, have to do I, it outside I, I don't, too. Right. I have to run in Florida. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I can. Right. Like if my life depended on it. But for fun, that's not a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I could buy a ghillie suit. And a sniper rifle paintball gun and can just lay in the woods and pick them fuckers off as they're running by. Right. I know that I can shoot long range. I do it with a rifle. Paintball gun can't be much harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought about the heat. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to be in a ghillie suit 
no. Right. So now they're all going paintballing and like, you know, mm-hmm. one of them got domed three times in the head the other day and has got a giant knot. And like, I'm missing out on this with my friends because I don't want to tolerate the heat and all of that. Right. But I did have that moment where I was like, damn, my friends are doing shit without me. Like, I feel like I should, I should go do these things. It would be fun. Right. But it's exhausting. And that's a choice you made. It is a choice. It is absolutely a choice. Right. My friends were like, hey, let's go get sushi. I'm like, cool, let's do that. Right. But I'm not running around in the heat in Florida. Yeah. No. There, I, I've definitely missed out on some things because like an example, people like to drink. Yeah. It's a no for me. I don't, I don't like bars. You know, a year and a half ago, I would go to a bar like maybe once every two weeks. Right. But then I'm out until two or three o'clock in the morning and I have to go to work the next day. Like that shit's exhausting. Yeah. I've gravitated away from that drinking is a very big thing for a lot of people. Like I would say majority of people, like they like to go out and drink and go to bars and whatnot. I just, I'm not in that scene anymore. So if a group of people I know are like, Hey, let's go hit up this bar. I am opting out of that. I am making that choice to not have that social interaction. I can't be upset, you know? Now, if we all wanted to like do a book club, (laughs) <laughs> and have every, mimosas like meet up once every two months and talk about what you read yes <laughs> oh that'd be dope as fuck i would get like a little antique like outside table to sit out so we can sit in the breeze with the shade wear fancy hats <laughs> <laughs> i would enjoy that yeah but it, that's also hard to do because people have lives and yeah. people are working like I don't think that like I don't do the bar thing either, and it's mm-hmm. not it's not because of the drinking. It's it's because of the smoke because we're not smokers. I don't like the smell of smoke. Mm-hmm. So going into a bar where people are smoking, I don't want to breathe that all night. I feel right. like shit the next day when I've been sitting there breathing that shit. And like the not drinking thing isn't a big deal, but mm-hmm. I like to play pool. So I used to go to the bar just to shoot pool, right? And then I started drinking again, and I quit going to the bar because I knew that I wasn't going to just be playing pool. I'd be drinking all mm-hmm. night. Um, and I've thought about buying a pool table for here because we have so much room in this house that I, I could put a pool people. table in this. Um. But I, I also remember the last time I bought a pool table, it was used for like two months and then got kept cover on it and nobody ever touched it again. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. Life. I don't really enjoy going to bars because there's people that watch me. People watch you everywhere you go. Yeah, I know. But like at bars, I feel like it's more threatening Yeah. because there's alcohol mixed. And you know, people's IQs lower when they drink. I mean, people are already pretty dumb. Right. But I don't want to have to like cause a scene in a bar. I also don't want to put myself in a position where yep. I'm speaking to a drunk dude. I'm like, bro, I'm married. Well, your husband's not here. I'm, I'm not trying to have that conversation. I'm not trying to right. fend off some creepy man in a bar. I don't want to be in a position where I'm leaving a bar. I've had some drinks, you know, say a dude's following me. I can't get into my car fast enough. Right. Let's be clear that when you do your boyfriend night thing that it's at Olive Garden or a restaurant where they serve drinks right. so that people can drink and you're not in that situation. Yeah. And in the event that you ever texted me and said some dude said your husband's not here, I'd be there real fucking quick. Yeah. I'd burn that whole fucking building to the ground. I'd be like, you should step outside. <laughs> <laughs> I um I, I don't I, I actually we that was a discussion that we had. Yeah. Can we you want to talk about that? No, I'm fine with that. So we when we got together, um, after we had the first official date that mm-hmm. felt like a date, like you went out one more time to a bar and it yeah. fucked me up. I was like, I am not okay with this. I've been sitting here super stressed out all night. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want this to happen. And I'm not telling you what you can and can't do. I'm letting you know that I'm uncomfortable with you going to bars. Right. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to go to them anymore. And that mm-hmm. was the end of it. You haven't been to a bar since. Right. And there was no like, you're trying to control me. There yeah. no hostility. You, you just took that whole conversation into consideration and was like, okay, we're, we're making a run for this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to really make this man my, mine. So right. like you just gave that up. 
And since then, it hasn't even been a thing where like, I've thrown it in your face. Like, no. if you want to go out with your friends, well, I can't go to the bar anymore. Right. Like, it's not a necessity to my life. It was fun to go out and do it, but it's exhausting. Yeah. And, it, and you know, in that conversation, this is a legit thought that I had. I was like, okay, so he's saying this is making him uncomfortable. And I thought, you know, at that point, we weren't a thing. Right. Say you go to strip clubs mm-hmm. and we were starting to date. I would hope if I told you that makes me uncomfortable, you'd be like, it's done. Yeah. No questions asked, no arguments. Like, that's why I didn't have an issue with it. Right. I get that. I'm also a logical thinker. Right. So. I, I, um, <laughs> it, that was an early conversation. It was like we hadn't we hadn't made things like cemented at that point, mm-hmm. and and so reality, you owed me nothing. Right. You could have been like, well, tough shit. Right. Like until you give me a title. Right. You absolutely could have played that card, yeah. and I know for a fact that there are women out there that would have played that. Mm-hmm. But I think that plays into the um, when you a man who finds a wife finds a good thing because you treated me that way before right. you had anything or any reason to do so, mm-hmm. and it's. I think that it's built a foundation and a strength in us that a lot of people lack. I um I also have had people ask us on TikTok that to talk about our non rainbow and puppy dogs because our relationship is so smooth and oh. I, we only have had two elevated conversations. Period. And both of them were just miscommunications because we weren't we didn't have the same definition of things. Right, but it, there was no yelling. Right. I mean, you you raised your voice and and when I I was like, why are you yelling? You're like, oh shit, I didn't know I was doing that, and yeah. you instantly corrected yourself. And I've raised my voice at you twice, and I mm-hmm. apologized immediately both times. But they weren't like, they weren't screaming matches. They weren't mm-hmm. arguments. I just noticed that I was getting elevated, and I, I wound myself back down and apologized about it. We don't, so we don't have those moments. So until we have a knockdown, drag out screaming match, I don't know how we would handle those situations. But we've never had, even when we've had very valid, hurtful conversations, mm-hmm. they weren't on an elevated point because we know how to talk to each other. And I know that there are ways that I can diffuse you, just like you know there's ways that you can diffuse me. So it takes us away from our guard mm-hmm. and we can just engage with each other and, and, very serious conversations are just normal talks. Right. And a lot of people don't experience that mm-hmm. because they don't they don't think to put their partner first or they don't think about, okay, if I say this, it's going to make them feel like this. Mm-hmm. And we're very good about thinking before speaking right. and very quick to apologize mm-hmm. and, and in the middle of an argument or a heated discussion, be like, I love you. I'm not trying to, I don't want to hurt you. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm trying to word myself so that we can have a very clear conversation. Mm-hmm. And and I also feel that when we have those conversations and we are frustrated with each other and I say that I love you, it's reaffirming in me. It's reminding me what I have when I'm not in the moment that I'm currently in. Right. So it changes the, the way that I'm viewing the situation. Mm-hmm. It's no different the first time I raised my voice. I was like, babe, I love you and I don't want to ever talk to you like that again. Like that that moment for me was enough to to reel myself back in um and it changed the entire dynamic of the rest of our conversation right um but i think a lot of that is self-awareness i don't know i don't know where i was going with that i just lost my train of thought too um i'm sitting over here my eyes are drying up right (laughs) and i'm like why are my eyes so dry i just realized i don't have my glasses on they're usually a protector from the air oh yeah yeah um there's actually not yeah that's right there but So in those moments where what we have discussed could turn into massive arguments, right? I saw a TikTok where 
the husband was getting upset and frustrated and the wife was just antagonizing. Yeah, you can't do that. I never want to see you mad or frustrated. And when you start getting to that point, why would I want to say something to further your frustration? Right. You know, like you said, when emotions start to get higher and you like you feel yourself getting up there, you stop yourself and you say, I love you. Right. I don't want to be like that with you. I don't understand why that's just not a common knowledge thing to do. You know, like this is the person you want to dedicate your life to. Why would you want to antagonize and push and push and push until they're to the point where they start breaking shit or they don't know how to handle their anger anymore? You know, I think that comes down to people wanting to win an argument. If you're married to somebody, the arguments are not one because you're married. So you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be one person at that Mm -hmm. point. You know, two fleshes become one. So in the event that, we are arguing and we're trying to win. If one of us wins, we both win. If one of us loses, we both lose. So if we look at these arguments as somebody's going to win or lose, we've both lost. There's Mm -hmm. not a win there. And that's why I'm so adamant about it's the two of you versus the problem. And when you can figure out what the problem is, you can start to rebuild and fix what's going on versus, you know, doing that. So when people are arguing and they're making digs at each other and they're throwing one-liners and they're yelling and they're, you know, well, you did this and you're a piece of shit and all you're doing is hurting your partner. Mm-hmm. And when you're angry like that, you're letting things out that you would have normally repressed. Like right. they, what they say, if they if say more with drinking. What is it? A drink, a drunk mind speaks an honest heart or some shit yeah, like, something that. like that. Um, so I, I don't, I, I'm very clear with my words and mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want to get angry. I don't want to ever get angry with you. That's not a side of me that I even want you to experience. But I also don't think that that's something that um, you would ever push for. Mm-hmm. So like there's not, so even when we have those conversations, the reason I'm bringing this up, so even when we have those heated debates, I'm not on my guard and being defensive and worrying about you attacking me. I'm more worried about how I'm going to react right. instead of respond. And it, it makes me dial myself back and it's a, a constant uh, checklist. Mm-hmm. You know, am I being defensive right now? How's my body language? Is my tone wrong? Is my inflection wrong? Like, am I going, is, if I say this, is it going to be something that hurts her feelings? Okay, it might. So how do I rephrase it to make it come across as a softer conversation? Mm-hmm. And in the event that we can't do that, I'm like, all right, that's when we hit them with the, you know, I'm about to be an asshole. Right. I don't know how else to phrase this. I love you. And then we just say it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we know it's because we're, we're emotionally processing. We don't know the words right now. Right. Um, and that, that's been a helpful tool for us as well. <clears throat> I don't know how we got on this topic. Me either. <laughs> I, I am curious to see if these people, uh, these people, the these people, people. <laughs> the, the people who follow us right. would actually be interested in a Patreon thing. Yeah. I think that that would go a long way in helping us do the content and buy new equipment if we need to and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So um, it would be nice to make the hobby pay for itself because I'm thousands into this now. Mm-hmm. And like, even though the money's gone and it's not a big deal because we have it, I just don't want to continue to invest and then, three months from now, I'll be like, yeah, okay, we're done. <laughs> right. So what else would you like to talk about? Uh, <laughs> little, little Miss True North over there. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just learned something about myself. What's that? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I like that? <laughs> <laughs> so this morning she went and got her nails done. And before she left, she put her shoes on with no socks. And I have a texture thing with my feet. Mm -hmm. So like if I step in water with socks on, all hell's breaking loose. Oh yeah, I'll have a meltdown. If I step on like kitty litter or any kind of dirt with my feet inside the house where my house should be clean, Mm -hmm. I'm having a meltdown. 
And when your foot went into your shoe with no sock, I instantly like felt my toes curl in my shoes and was like, what are you doing? And like, we started to like bicker back and forth. And I think I asked you if you were going to go hang out at a trailer park later or something, trying to be funny. And you were like, oh yeah, is that how you feel? I feel like you're judging me. And I'm like, yeah, bitch. And I got you on the bed and started tickling. Pause. That is not what I said. (laughs) You drama queen. (laughs) You said that. And I was like, taken aback because I was literally putting my shoes on for like a 20 minute period. It's the texture. And like you said what you said and I was like are you judging me? <laughs> <laughs> like damn I thought we don't do that. <laughs> and you kept going and making fun of me and I was like I'm just gonna go put on socks. <laughs> I was like he's right though. <laughs> Anyways so the reason that I brought that up is because yeah. we're getting comments now and we got an email recently and i'm not going to get into the entire thing that talks about people who have lost intimacy in their Mm -hmm. relationship and those moments where we are playful like that and like i i I pushed you onto the bed and jumped on you and tickled you yeah like and and you did your wicked witch laugh (sighs) and and i got a kick out of it and then you know that was the thing until you left and but that is an intimate moment you know us having those moments of laughter and um silliness it's just fun. It's, it takes the rest of the world away. It and does. in those moments, we are just being together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having those moments um, is a key part of maintaining an intimacy with someone because you are just letting go of everything. Mm-hmm. The stress of the world doesn't matter in those moments. The bills don't matter in those moments. Even in the, the playful name calling, you know what yeah. I mean? Like we were engaging in each other in something that didn't fucking matter. And mm-hmm. when there was no malice there, it was pure nonsense yeah just poking fun but it, it was our moment right um i also i actually you know what i think i'm gonna i'm gonna stay off that because i actually want to talk about that email i don't i think you were getting your nails done when it was sent okay um it, it was somebody that emailed us that was very specific about the fact that they're in their early late 20s almost 30s and they're not having sex anymore as a couple mm-hmm. um so we should we should handle that as an email okay um this was your your sit down today, and yeah. I, has our food been picked up yet? Uh, yeah, it's on the way. Okay, so let's if you're done, you, you know, because I don't yeah. I don't want to be that guy. He's like, you got anything else to do in this conversation? <laughs> if you have anything else on your confidence thing that you would like to talk about, let's do that, and then we can yeah. eat and then get into an email if we have time. Oh, there is something else I wanted to touch on, but we started just crazy yeah. train derailing. So I I am cocky. Yeah, I I I think my shit don't stink because I know sometimes it does. But when I own it, I feel like it just, I get another gold star. Yeah. You know, I, I, I do think I'm better than some people out there. I think that I am part of a, the only word coming to my mind is cult and it's not the proper <laughs> one, <laughs> but I, I do think I'm part of a percentage of the population that's not large. Hmm. I'm having such a hard time articulating this thought. <laughs> I the reason I'm as cocky as I am is because I know I'm a good person. I know I go above and right. beyond to be a better person. And because I'm able to own the moments where I might not be that person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to point out that a lot of the population believes that they're better than other people. They're just afraid to verbalize it. Right. People we talked about judgment last night at dinner. Mm-hmm. You judge everyone judges people. Right. And and and, and people are like, I don't do that. The fuck you don't. I judge people. When somebody walks into a room, you go through a mental checklist, mm-hmm. whether you admit it or not, 
Is this person a threat? Mm -hmm. Are they dirty? Are they clean? How's their hygiene? Like you have all of these things that you go through in your head before you're willing to engage with somebody. That's you judging them. Right. So you can you can say you don't do it all you want to do, but unless you are completely aloof and oblivious to everything, you have your own mental checklist of things that you judge people on before you engage with them. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like I need to to clarify that because people want to be the, I don't judge. Right. Yes, you do. Shut <laughs> up. There was one more thing. Um Mm-mm. Nope, there's no. not because I don't remember what it was. So irrelevant. Yeah, I almost feel bad being as cocky as I am. I, I don't think it's bad. I, well, because there's a negative stigma around it. Because right. the people who are usually cocky the way that I am, they don't have the right to be. It doesn't you know? come across as cocky though. It comes across as confidence, and yeah. there's a difference. There, there's a difference. Okay. If you're confident in yourself and you mm-hmm. can back your shit up, like yeah. you're not being wrong. You're just being. You know your value. You know your right. self worth. There's nothing wrong with that. It, you know, it's a self-esteem thing. And a mm-hmm. lot of people lack the self-esteem. So the fact that you have it, that's a beautiful thing. It's not something that should ever be looked down upon. Now, if you were one of those people who, let's say when you, is it being delivered? Yeah, it's here. Okay. Uh, Want to pause and, get, and grab it? Um, or just call it? Just call it. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>